Drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. The Craig kind of, Craig's kind of loud. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> Dude, like, what's up, man? Okay, so hold on. You know what? Before before I say that, hello, my name is Josh. Uh, this is Drive Safe Text Win Home, and I am here with... Hello, me. I'm Jahaya. How's it going? <laughs> Dude, I... It is. It is. It is going super well. How? 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 How about you? It's going great. You know, doing nothing because quarantine is oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. I just sit around and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> Dude, how is it? Because I know Danny has it, but I haven't gotten to play it. How do you like it? I love it because it's it's it gives me purpose because like I do nothing all day because <laughs> quarantine. Yeah. So like. <laughs> I wake up and like I check out all my villagers and I water my flowers and I have my daily shit that I need to take care of and it's like okay I'm I'm doing something, dude. So okay, when like the daily the, like the daily stuff that comes up is it uh, what what was it? uh does it okay how long does it actually take you? Do tasks some tasks take take a lot longer or are they all short or whatever? It really just depends on what you want to do. Oh, like, okay, I'm just trying to get as much bells as I can. Mm-hmm. So like really what I do is I look at what's what's the hot seller at my my local um uh store basically yeah. <laughs> the and I find out what's like the hot seller and then I get all the stuff I can use to craft it. Dude. And then I just I make it and I go to other islands and I get new villagers and I get excited. That's it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Like I, I catch fish and find fossils. Dude, dude, see, like, I, I only play. I think I, I played the first one like quite a bit, and then I played the second one a little bit, and then, uh, and then, yeah, like, I know, I, I would like to get, kind of visit my one on GameCube just to see how many weeds there are. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, <clears throat> I had a switch for like that, like, could connect to the TV and everything. I still have it, but we got Animal Crossing because Jessica really wanted to play it. Yeah. And, and she started playing it, and like. I found out you couldn't have like two accounts on the same. I like if I if I joined on Animal Crossing on the same Switch, I would have to like, play on her island, and like my island style is like not her island style. And like yeah. she, she's a perfect angel and would probably let me be on her island, but I was like, no, I want like I want like a human anatomy thing at the front end <laughs> of my island and weird shit like that. <laughs> so I literally bought a Switch Lite. Just so I could play Animal Crossing <laughs> and have my own island. Like, I didn't think I'd do that, but just, like, sitting on the couch and watching her play it, I'm like, man, this looks like... Because this just looks like it would give me purpose throughout my days. Dude, that's so awesome. Like I said, I've heard so many good things about it, and I just haven't bought it yet. Like, I just... It's, it's good. It's, like, it's gentle progression. Like, stuff doesn't happen until the next day. Like oh, okay. if, you, if you upgrade your house, you're not going to see that until the next day. Wow. It's, it's all real time. So if it's nighttime where you are, it's nighttime in the game. Weird. Yeah, it's bonkers. Dude, that's that's insane. That sounds so cool, man. It is. It's, it's, it's not as cool as you think it is. Yeah. But crazy, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that it was quarantine, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't play this or like this game as much. I'd still probably like play it. I'm just like check it every day or so yeah it's like i'm i've been going insane 
And so like it's just it's given me a job basically. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean to an, to an extent, of course. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Dude, I've been I've been really good. Like I've uh um I don't know, I've just, I've been hanging out because of said quarantine and uh I've been hanging out with Atticus a lot more, which has been really cool, which I was way too stoked on because I felt like I was working so much and uh so yeah like being able to hang out with him all the time and just like i don't know i'm i'm pretty reclusive anyways so uh just like being home is always awesome to me <laughs> yeah i guess so that. yeah exactly exactly which like i feel like i because i know <clears throat> riley riley's going nuts like he's 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 still working but like he's just like dude i need to fucking do something and i'm like dude i love staying home I like, I generally, I'm a very reclusive person as well, but like mm-hmm. for some reason it's, it's the lack of work. Cause I've been working since I was like 16 oh, okay. and just like not being able to do any work right now is like killing me. It's Damn. just driving me nuts. Dude. Because like you work in like the film industry of some sort, yeah. right? Yeah. I work in production on like commercials and music videos and stuff. Oh, that's, like that. so cool. that's so cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but everything's shut down right now damn so, so like, do, they're not doing anything so like i i know a lot of places don't but do they have any idea of when it's gonna like come back there's a lot of like theories i know some productions on like really really small budget like films have started yeah um but those are different because they don't have to go through like unions and things like that for the crew oh okay i've seen like a few like hypothetical this is what productions might have to look like over the next couple months and it's pretty insane like they're talking about getting like the entire casting crew essentially at a hotel, like the the production company is basically going to rent out a hotel and you're quarantined there for two weeks. Not allowed out. They bring you your food. They bring you everything. You don't leave. You have no outside contact, like physical contact outside of those hotel rooms. Then those two weeks, then they start production and you're not allowed to touch anybody or do anything outside of that. And they're talking about having like three different working pods, which is basically like the people on set, uh, people in the middle like uh people like building sets that yeah. don't necessarily have to be there while they're filming uh-huh. and then like the production team in the office what the fuck dude and that's insane yeah it's nuts dude like <clears throat> i mean i mean that dude that just it that sounds very strange yeah it's gnarly wow dude it's like, really yeah like just just even thinking about that's mind-blowing like it's and i mean dude so like i don't know that's just that's very it's it's It's, insane yeah it's 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 scary to think of like you know i like working i mean like don't get me wrong like getting paid unemployment for doing nothing is pretty awesome but (laughs) it's it's just i'm going crazy dude like that's that's what I, i i'm doing too like the only reason is like at my at my job i was like physically like talking to people constantly in a very very close radius and i i just was like dude i don't i don't want to bring it home because i live with my dad and he's 70 this year and my son is five and i'm just like uh i just those are the two extremes of which they hurt (laughs) exactly so i was like i so i i i quit and uh and i actually got unemployment which i was very surprised about and 
Um, so I was, I'm stoked. Like it, it yes, I understand. Like, I like, I like being home, but at this point I'm like, fuck, I kind of would like to be doing something yeah. at least. And like, I felt like at the beginning of quarantine, like in my head, I was like, man, this is going to be great. Like I will be so creative and everything else, but like mm. something just like got in my brain and I've just been feeling like no motivation to do anything. And I just kind of like, just get kind of. I don't want to say depressed because like I don't know but like it's basically like that like I just sit around and do nothing and like I have no motivation to do anything remotely creative damn dude I mean I get it like that that totally makes sense because like like when when you're when you have to work you're like okay well I'm gonna go home and fucking jam for like two hours just because I thought about it but now that like you're always home you're like I might do that tomorrow yeah (laughs) and like I don't know. It's like intimidating because like everyone is creative right now and everyone's putting everything out there on the internet and just like kind of hit over the head with it. I was like, well, fuck, I don't, I don't know how to paint. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I paint, it's not going to be anywhere near as good as that person who just started painting on quarantine. Like I'm not that good. Like shit. I don't want to paint now. I thought I wanted to paint, but I'm never going to paint ever again. Dude. It's so. (laughs) That's terrible, dude. (laughs) <laughs> that's how i feel it's like oh man everyone's so good at things and i'm just like mediocre at a lot of things at best dude same here man i know how you feel <laughs> oh. <laughs> holy shit I totally dude. forgot this was a podcast and i thought i was just talking to you on the phone for a second <laughs> <laughs> dude that's I, like it's funny because like that's what i've i've wanted it to be anyways like i don't i don't want it to feel like like i'm interviewing you like because like it was funny i uh I interviewed Nick this morning and uh, just because he was able to, and I was like, Oh, cool. And uh, it was just, it was so refreshing to be able to just talk to him and like being able to just talk to my friends and get to know him. Like, like, dude, like I didn't know, I knew you worked in the film industry, but I didn't know like to that extent. So just being able to like get to know you even better is so cool, man. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm. It's just, it's just really. It's it just. This is. It's. It's awesome, man. So I'm glad you wanted to e- even do this. I was stoked when you said, "Dude, let me, let me, let's talk." I have been wanting to be involved in everything that you have done your entire life, <laughs> like everything. Like if you or Danny are doing something, I'm like, man, this is gonna be so fucking cool. Like I wish I lived in the goddamn desert. Why did I meet the two coolest people in the desert after I left the goddamn desert? <laughs> do everything that they do dude, dude trust me like it was it was it was crazy like when when we met you it was like you had just left and it's like oh fuck this is shitty like that's not cool like but yeah. i mean i'm so glad you did leave because this is like the black hole of earth yeah it i don't know like sometimes like like i was talking to jessica about that the other day like man sometimes i just really fucking miss the desert like even times like this, just because like you know I was there for, I'm 33 now. I was I left when I was like 26 or 27. Okay. So, I mean that's like I was there my whole life. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of time spent in that place and just like the uncertainty of like the world right now. Like I kind of crave like I wish I was in the desert to just have that like stability, knowing like exactly where my friends live without using a fucking GPS. Actually having friends that live within a few miles of me, you know, stuff like that is like. It's 
it's still like six six years later living in LA. It's still kind of like uh, it's hard to get used to. No, and, I, and that makes sense. And of course, I like. And you know what sucks is that I totally did like the the normal trope of like, oh man, the the fucking desert. Oh, it sucks. But no, honestly, like what I've always I've always believed is that like like just make wherever you are the best. And even if I've been here forever, like I still love it. Like it, it's yeah. not like there's really not that much shit that I like negative shit that I see. Of course, there's probably more than I know, but like. Yeah, I, I've never really had anything bad happen here, and it's been it's been great. Like, it's not yeah. a bad place to live. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's just it's it's different. I mean, it depends on what it really depends on what you kind of want to do with your life, you know? Yeah, ex- it, seriously, it can be a great place to live. Like, unfortunately, I wanted to work in like you know entertainment and stuff like that, and it's a three hour commute with traffic from the desert, so it made no sense to stay there. Yeah, dude, and and then also the the drive home would have been like, yeah, you might as well just stay there. When I first moved out, when I first started working out here, because like basically we, like uh, we had to you know get a job out here first before I moved out. Yeah, I was commuting from Victorville to the Valley, and I was working at Best Buy, and it was oh, yeah. the worst. I did that for a month Damn. of driving, and I was working full time. <laughs> sorry, 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 podcast. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> Hey dogs. Hey, hey dogs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's all good, man. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was crazy, and like it was like three hours, sometimes more, depending on traffic. If I had to work on a Friday night, going back to Victorville with that like on the way to Vegas traffic, forget about it. Yeah, dude. Yes, that's terrible. Yeah. Damn, dude. It was a time. Yeah, yeah, that does not sound like a, a most pleasant of time, though. No, but I'm here now. It's cool. <laughs> exactly, dude. And and also knowing that, like, you met Jessica, which is mind blowing because I went to fucking elementary school with her. Yeah, is the weirdest shit, dude. <laughs> right. And we, what's really crazy is we met her at a show we played. I want to say like in Anaheim or something. Yeah. Like, I met her at a show that we played Pity Party, like, four years ago. Yeah. At a show we played, I think, in, like, Anaheim. And then we started following each other on Instagram. And then I found out she lived in L.A. So, like, she used to live in the desert. She went to school with you. Met her in Orange County, like, pretty far away from where I'm at now. <laughs> and now she's moving to the valley. I was like, holy shit. That's weird. Yeah. Now we're going to get married and make babies. Dude, that's ins- Are you Wait, hold on, hold on. I know yeah. you said that. Are you really going to? Well, we're we're really going to get married. I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's not like it's, I'm not announcing any pregnancy. There's <laughs> seven people on the <laughs> No, because like because I know like, like dude, that's that's so cool that you It's just so crazy like one of my one of my good friends is marrying someone I went to school with in like fucking like elementary, which is mind-blowing and like yeah. And like, dude, I mean, I mean, you, if you have a baby, like Atticus is five and he's like, like super cool and he, they can hang out. Yeah. Hey, perfect. <laughs> Someday it'll happen. Dude. Heck yeah. But you know. Yeah. Life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Life. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that, that sounds so cool. Like, so dude, it's like, 
I'm going to ask you the first question that I, uh, that I actually wrote down, which I didn't write that many down because like I, I knew exactly this was going to happen, which is exactly what I wanted to happen. And right. yeah, dude. So, okay. How did you start playing music? Oh, um, I started, geez. Like when I was like six, I got piano lessons. Whoa. I had, I was having piano lessons when I was like six in the house. And then my, parents got divorced when i was like seven okay and then my mom blamed me not getting piano lessons on my dad leaving <laughs> <laughs> so that stopped okay um, and then i started playing trumpet in like no first i played i started playing tenor sack in like oh, cool. third grade and then after that i moved to trumpet from fourth grade to like eighth grade no, I was like a freshman when I stopped playing trumpet in school. So I was in band pretty okay. much my school life. And then I went to to drama after that. But yeah, so I was playing like just like, you know, the typical band shit. Yeah. And then I was like 14 and I really, really, really wanted a bass guitar. Like I just wanted one because like I was really fat. Like I was like. Around that time, probably like 250. Like I topped out at 304 at like 16 and a half, 17. No way. Yeah, I was a big dude. But like I had like really big like sausage fingers and I tried playing my friend's guitar and I couldn't like just could not fathom how my fat fingers would ever get the chords right. Yeah. And like I'm not someone that like, you know, overcomes adversity. Like I'm not someone that's like, oh, I have fat fingers. I'll keep playing guitar anyways. I'm like, nope. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, but I like, but then I found out the bass existed and I'm like, I really liked the bass and like my fat fingers could actually do some good work. And then I really wanted a bass. So my family um, on my stepmom's side all got together and bought me a bass. Hell and yeah. It drove my family crazy because they didn't think I would ever use it because I have a bad habit of getting things and not using them. Okay. <laughs> I did. And I loved it. And I learned bad religion the first like week and it was fantastic. No way. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I joined Subvert because what's funny is I joined Subvert, which was like the first band that Nick and I and Robbie made. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't even technically make it. I was there at their first show, played their second show from then on. <laughs> but literally the way it worked out is Robbie was like my best friend in high school or one of my good friends in high school. And he knew I owned a trumpet. That's it. He knew I played bass. <laughs> I played bass, but he saw that I owned a trumpet. And he's like, you have a trumpet? Dude, I'm in a ska band with my friend Nick and Mundo. You're in the band. And I was like, what? And he's like, you, you got I was like, dude, I haven't played in years. I'm not good at it anymore. Like, I don't have the lip muscles or anything. And he's yeah. like, well, you're in the band. <laughs> and that's like, what's hilarious is thinking about how Nick, like, you know Nick now. Yeah. Back then, he was totally okay with it. Really? He was literally just like, yeah, dude, you have a trumpet. You're in the band. Fuck it. No way. Yeah, exactly. That's That's dude. <laughs> so I trumpet in the band for like a year. Very oh, poorly, shit. Very poorly. Like I wasn't a great trumpeteer at all. <laughs> Especially since we were super punk rock and ska and didn't tune. Yeah. So, so like my trumpet would be in tune, but no one else would be. <laughs> so it's it's difficult to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and then Mundo left the band to go to college and do great things and get his master's degree. And I still played the bass. <laughs> and, so, and then I jumped in on bass. 
damn dude that's so cool like you guys you played trumpet for a year in subvert i might have played it might have been a little bit more than a year to be honest with you holy shit dude wow that's insane and like and then you just moved uh, moved over to bass once he he, once he left i was better at bass anyways than trumpet like i was (laughs) never good at the trumpet (laughs) it was like a novelty thing like in the desert it was cool because like no one was using horns yeah but like when we played outside of the desert we played we played (laughs) i don't remember if it was nick or robbie who booked us one of like probably like our third or fourth show it was in fontana in like an abandoned parking lot and it was Rob was like yeah it's a ska fest it's gonna be great it was like third wave latino ska (laughs) i don't know if you've ever heard subvert but it is not third wave and it's not latino ska (laughs) it's like a weird amalgamation of like leftover crack and operation ivy with some random like gather hardcore influences it's with a trumpet not a horn section with one trumpet (laughs) (laughs) that was really awkward and like that's when we were i was like oh man like i need to stop this this is the worst because like every other band had like at least three horn pieces and they were all great and (laughs) it was it was it was quite an experience (laughs) awesome Oh man, I forgot about that until this moment. Holy shit, dude! Like, I've n- <laughs> I've never that story is amazing, dude. Oh my god, it was a it was an interesting time. Damn, dude! Like, and then and when we started, like that was when like the only we didn't have like there was one cell phone between all of us, which was Robbie's. Yeah, it was, like, phone, you know, and like everything was booked through MySpace. Yep. That was it. We booked our, like, we did a tour with Glenn or Glenda in, like, 05 or 06. Something like that. And, like, that was all booked by Alec from the other band. And, like, we had no cell phones, no nothing. Everything was, like, pre-printed out on MapQuest. It was a trip. Damn. Okay, so when you guys did the the tour, like, what did you tour in? We toured in our first van, which we named Armageddon. (laughs) <laughs> we bought it off of mad marge and the stone cutters oh okay um yeah because they were getting rid of their old tour van so we took it and like matt the guy let, let us make payments on it so that was great oh that's cool and yeah so we had that it was a crazy van. like i don't know how it got it got us so many places that's... and like once on that tour we were in arizona and it was super hot and like there was a gas leak no joke, like <laughs> it was leaking gas. And like we walked over to the, the mechanics next to this gas station we we're at in Arizona and the guy was like gonna charge us so much money. And like I got under there and like realized if I held the like it was like I don't know anything about cars, but it was like a pipe or two, and if mm-hmm. I held the pipe up, it wouldn't leak. So I used hemp because we were super like crust punk and hippies. Yeah. And then we were of course making hemp bracelets and stuff. <laughs> so we had a lot of hemp. And I took hemp and like wrapped it around like some steel part and then around the tube and it never leaked again <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's so we, perfect we like to say that, that van literally ran on hopes and dreams like i don't know we put it through a lot and a couple tours and we like got it serviced maybe once <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that things should have lasted at all and we did our first so that, that first tour we went on our first show was in like oregon 
Oh, shit. So we drove all the way from the desert to Oregon in that van. No problems. What? Dude, what yeah. the fuck? That's so cool. Just hope and dreams, man. Hope and dreams. <laughs> Dude. And, okay, well, how did the name Armageddon come up, though? So we didn't we didn't realize we thought that we were all really into against me. Okay. Still, really, I'm still am very much into against me. And, um, uh, one of their older albums, they have a song, um, in the lyrics are literally like behind the wheels of Armageddon. Have you ever oh, heard that? Dude. Hoboken to LA from Portland to Yeah. They, <laughs> uh, so we were like, Oh, let's name our van Armageddon. Because like, we thought that, you know, Laura Jane Grace was being like poetic and saying like behind the wheels of Armageddon, like they're driving Armageddon and that's cool. Yeah. We just totally stole their their van's name because their van's name was Armageddon as well. (laughs) (laughs) He was, and then she was being very literal. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's how we got that, dude. Dude, this that's so awesome. Damn, dude. And so, how many do you? How many tours did you guys do as Subvert? I'm not sure. To be honest, I I honestly have no idea. I think we did a few before we named before we did the name change. Okay, and okay, so when you did the name change, did you guys play like any old stuff, or did you guys just like say nope and then just rewrote everything? We played a few new things because some of the I don't know if you listened to that EP that we did the We'll Make More Than Noise EP. Uh, you ever listen to that? Wait, on by Subvert? Yeah. No, dude, I don't even have it. I didn't. Does it exist online? It's actually on Spotify. What? Yeah, it's. I'm actually still proud of it. I listened to it the other day, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, I like this. Like, I miss this music. It's like a mixture of like ska punk and some hardcore. Um, some of the uh, later songs on that EP, because there's like seven tracks. Wow. Uh, some of the later songs on that were more of the style that Stay Wild went, and we played those ones. Still. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to check that out. I honestly didn't know it was online at all. I thought yeah, you. I, and it's recorded by uh, Mike Manis, who's some his son is someone that you all hang out with. He's got tattoos on his head. And he plays in that band and he plays drums. I forgot his name. I my f- wait, hold on. Wait, is it uh the is it Ian? I think so. Ian Manis. I think that's it. Like he he plays he plays drums in a band. Yeah, I I, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. That's Mike. His dad recorded us. His dad made the mistake of recording us. <laughs> he was being really nice and he gave us like a killer deal because we just really wanted to, we just really wanted to, you know, record music. Yeah. And like in his head, he was just like, cool, a ska punk band. Surely these will be like short, easy songs. Yeah. And like little did, did he know that Nick and I are the most long-winded punk rocker peoples on the planet Earth. So, like, every song was, like, five minutes long. No joke. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, after the first one, he's like, you guys are the most long-winded punk rockers I've ever met. <laughs> so he kept to, he, we kept going. Great. Dude, oh, my God. I, I'm going to listen to that after this is over. I, I need to hear it. I didn't know it existed online. It's got some bangers, and you can hear, you can hear Nick, like, actually singing. Really? Yeah, because there's a song on there called Take Off Your Crown. That's yeah. literally Nick like, take off the crown, tear your borders down, keep your feet down on the ground. And he's like, sing it. Dude, like, it's, it's, see, that, that makes me happy because when I, like, 
in like uh oh man jazz hands i love the, his vocals dude like like yeah he, he can sing <laughs> yeah when we were like writing the this full length that we're unfortunately still working on yeah like one of the things like i brought up a few times that we need to start like incorporating a little bit more singing because like we're getting old and like screaming doesn't feel good that much anymore <laughs> and, like inevitably it's gonna happen like it happened with rise against it happened with a lot of bands yeah. so like, we might as well start throwing those little <laughs> those little peppers of singing here and there so that people aren't like totally blindsided by it <laughs> so there's no singing I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say like you could totally pull like a daughter's. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but like I uh... haven't. I need to. I I see a lot of thing about them. I think my problem is whenever I see daughters, I've never listened to them, but I always think of Dotry. Oh, dude, dude, that, dude, that's the only guy that comes. If you type in daughters, it will come up daughter, and it'll always be him. Yeah, that's all I think about. So I'm like, I don't want to listen to that guy. Like, why are all these people liking him? I didn't think he was that great. <laughs> Dude, I'll have to I'll have to send you uh some stuff then because their earlier stuff they were screaming for their first like demo then their second record and then like the third record total vocal change like one thousand percent he didn't even scream and it's it's weird as shit I'll have to send it to you okay yeah to... I I honestly think you would I think you'll like it man it's 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 different and I I love that band like their newest record was it sounds like a literal movie soundtrack like all the way through oh man i've been listening so i listen to just weird stuff like yeah. i always listen to a bunch of different things so i've been listening to this like electronic artist named carpenter brute or carpenter <laughs> Brut. yeah and he just does like synth wave stuff that sounds like it's all from the 80s and it's the best thing ever it all sounds like it's a like oh man it's like a movie soundtrack fantastic oh that sounds awesome <laughs> it's great damn dude like see like i see i love that type of shit though dude like that 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 fuck synth wave that's in, that's that's insane to hear yeah it's a thing it's great dude and and like so like just talking like because of like stay wild and stuff and like i know you play in dying for it and which yeah. is fucking sick and yeah. how how did that come about like how did you even join well we played so we played with dying for it on one of our tours okay and we stayed kind of in contact and then stay wild at a tour with dying Port and pity party unfortunately i wasn't on that one oh, okay. but they i was just friends with thomas and ricky for a while uh-huh. and they just randomly hit me up and said hey we had a we had a little bit of a mass exodus from the band some like disagreements and we we're wondering if you'd like to play with us. And I was like, yo, I listen to Dying For It like every day. Dude, <laughs> like, that's so cool. I would love to play with Dying For It. And then, so I got to join. And now I'm in the band and helping them write stuff. And it's great. Oh, dude. So, okay. First of all, I want to talk about that. But second, like, f like first, uh, how, how is it is it hard to be in a band where they're like in another state? Like, how how does that work? Not to be completely honest, dying for it practices more than Stay Wild does. <laughs> really? <laughs> States, yeah. I'm I'm used <laughs> to this, like writing and just playing on my own and like learning the songs that way is just the way that Nick and I have been doing things for a while. Dude, what the fuck? That's weird. Well, I mean, like, unfortunately, I, mean, I want to change this once the quarantine's over. Like, right before the quarantine started, Nick and I were talking about how we needed to start playing locally, like as much as possible, and just playing more. Yeah. And then quarantine happened. 
because we got in this we got in this unfortunate mode where we only really played on tour like we would not really do much in, in between we would just book a tour and play and that was it so we would just practice right before the tour and we'd be fine oh wow yeah damn dude that and like dude well then like when quarantine's finally over and shows can happen again like you guys gotta play the venue up here called the ball pit that place is fucking awesome is that the one that jerzane's doing i don't know he has like a shop that's called at large shop i don't know is that him i don't know i'm sure uh, whoever it is the, the i guess the i haven't personally like spoken to him i've said i think i've said like hi but i know riley and danny said it's like the nicest dude on the planet do you know i just realized i'm on my computer yeah <laughs> it's called the ball pit yeah yeah it's the ball pit and like they have a uh it's in it's in it's off 7th street uh like really close to the the trilogy is it called the ball pit like is on do they have a facebook i don't think so i know they have an instagram though oh i can't go on instagram on my computer actually yes you can what yeah <laughs> you just can't post on there you damn you damn you damn you damn kids with your computers and knowing things <laughs> Um, here, I'll Even though you up. told me I could, I still pulled out my phone to do it. <laughs> it's easier that way. I wonder if, because I know, um, uh, that's cool. That's big. Yeah, it's sick, dude. I know that it's not Travis who runs it, is it? No, no, no. It's damn. I forgot what's his name. Hold on, let me see. At large. This is great podcast content. Oh, dude, everyone's loving it. I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't know who runs it, but who, uh, whoever it is is super nice. And, like, is like it's cool because that venue is actually legitimized. Like, it has, like, insurance, and it's, like, not, like, going to get shut down because of, well, like... Unfortunately, the quarantine happened, so it probably will. Exactly, which sucks, but apparently it's been, like, people have been keeping it open by donating to it, which is super sick. That's fantastic. Yeah. So like, and we've played there like two or three times and it's been fucking amazing. The sound is great. And the, oh, and awesome. so many people come out and it's an all ages venue, which is really cool. That's incredible. Yeah. Dude. Did you get to go to the trilogy when it existed? No, like I, I played the VVEC, but like I've, I I've build and run that place. Yeah, dude, which is insane. Yeah, I was there every show. That dude. So, okay, then you probably saw my old band Two Humans play with a band called Grenade Jumper. Yeah, I remember Two Humans. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Damn, I dude. That's it's it's so weird to think that like <clears throat> years later I would become like your friend. It just that's so insane. What's funny is I have those those exact same thoughts about people that ran the trilogy. Like I'm friends with a lot of people that ran that place now. That no back, way. yeah, like back then, like when we were going to Trilogy, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be friends with Jeff and Travis, and now, like, they're the buddies. Crazy. <laughs> That's so weird, dude. Like, so like, when when you would like when you were like at the VVC, like running it and stuff, like like what would what would you do, like like door or like security or what what were you doing there? There was no structure there. It was everything. Like, I did everything. <laughs> I literally built the stage and hung those lights. No sometimes way. I worked door. Yeah, sometimes I worked door. Sometimes I'd help out in the sound booth. I did whatever 
they needed because the owner um his daughter would work the door most of the time so like generally we're just kind of hanging out behind the stage watching security on like uh when what was it asking alexandria played yeah um when they played bbc like i had to like work on the stage and stop from jumping on no way yeah that was the same thing when black veil brides played there that was pretty nuts wait holy fuck like both of those plant bands played there yeah not on the same night but yeah on different nights asking alexandria and black veil brides played there wow dude because i remember seeing like oceano there and i honestly thought in my head that was the biggest band through there but then again i didn't really go to that many shows back then oh okay yeah blackfell brides is probably the biggest one that happened wow that's so cool we came as romans and asking alexandria and what was the other band i'm trying to remember the other band Uh, necromantics was actually pretty intense too oh wow heck yeah that was pretty gnarly dude okay well then like going back to like dying for it like you said like like it's so funny that you guys practice more than stay wild but like um so uh so your help right are you guys doing like an ep or a full length or something i'm not sure what the plan is we're just writing new stuff because i mean now that there's it's you know the three new us three new people um yeah myself mike and david um we're just we're just learning how to write with each other. You know, it's, it's always an interesting experience. Oh, definitely. Like how, how does it feel? Does it feel organic already? Or are there like, how, yeah. How, how is that going? It feels, it feels great. Like I love everyone. And like, it's, it's cool. It's cool writing with new people. Cause I've been writing with Nick for so long. Yeah. It's scary at times because I don't understand some of the things that they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm not super like band literate mm-hmm. and, like David Gualco and Thomas are very band literate. Oh, really? So like sometimes they'll say things like, oh, like, you know, it kind of sounds, has like a, this insert band name here, Phil. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard of that band. Like, <laughs> band. like I don't do well speaking in band terms. So like, but it's, it's cool. Cause it's like forced me to like really like listen to what's, what's happening. And like, also like I've listened to some new bands because of it, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, but I, I love it. And I mean, like, having, like, just being in a band with Ricky, like, she's such just, a, like, a powerful force and, like, such a fun person to, like, be around and play with. It's it's amazing. Dude, it, it sounds like, I mean, like, because when they came down here and played C-47, like, the one time I've, like, they've played it multiple times, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, I know... I've seen, I, I thought I've seen him multiple times, but like, I never, I think I talked to her once. Like <clears throat> I'm very bad at like talking to people in other bands just because I'm like, they're like every once, once I see a band that comes through, I'm like, Oh man, like they're like a band. And then once you meet them, it's like, Oh, they're just humans. <laughs> yeah. It, and so like when I like, so like her being, because I've heard dying for it, like the name a lot. And I was just like, Oh man, like that's, that's insane. Like, uh i probably won't talk to anyone because i'm gonna be nervous to say anything to anyone it just that's how i've always been dude oh yeah just talk to everyone that's what I, i've discovered i need to but dude like you're like the nicest person on the planet like that's not true dude it's funny because like i remember like danny and i've talked about it multiple times where it's like when we first met you we didn't know you at all and literally you were like hey dude and like and literally it was just like i i felt like i've known you for like 
30 years. <laughs> I felt that way too. I, so I was like, wait, by the way, I'm Jihad. We already had like a full conversation and made stupid jokes. Exactly, <laughs> dude. going great. <laughs> dude. And that's why I know I've, I, I, I think I've told you once or twice, but I, I always talk to Danny about it. And I told Nick earlier that like, I really would love if you, Nick, Danny and I did improv together. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I, I think it would be, I feel like we could all play off each other so well. I'd be super into it. Oh, dude. I Have you watched I, the middle ditch and Swart Schwartz? Dude, fuck. That is so funny. I was so mad that there's only three episodes. I know, dude. The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, I like, oh, like. <laughs> Dude, I just can't like just knowing that none of that was pre-planned and it was all off the cuff like that was amazing it's insane have you ever listened to the off book podcast no what's that oh man it's an improvised musical podcast <laughs> like, it is beautiful like every episode is a new musical that they make up on the spot and it's goddamn beautiful and they have guests and some of their guests are horrible and like <laughs> The two hosts, uh, Zach and Jess, like they just kind of like are able to sing and like go around it and make a full story, and it's phenomenal. Oh, it's dude. so good! Like they have a keyboardist that's like making up songs as they go, it, drummer. It's so good. Oh, it's dude. so good. I need to hear that. That sounds insane. It's fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. Dude, what the? Oh, dude, that's so. Oh, that sounds so. I need to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to that because like, I have been so like, I've been so like, since I haven't been working, that's, I would usually listen to podcasts either when I'm driving at work or like when I'm, or I mean, when I'm driving to work and from like yeah. back and forth. So like, since I've been home, I've literally ha have had no time. Like, I feel like I have no time, which I have unlimited time, but like, I've been listening to, I feel like a lot more music, which is, which is really cool. And I've been stoked on yeah. that. I've been going like back on music. Like I was listening all day today. I was listening to Regina Spector. Oh like, wow, hell yeah! Just been just been backtracking on my catalog as far as music goes. But I'm the same way with music, like because I used to drive all the time, being yep. stuck in traffic, and now I don't. Yeah, exactly. Jessica's been making me run. Oh, and <laughs> I listen to podcasts while we're running. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like with that, I feel like it's like almost motivational then. It is. It makes it a little bit more bearable because I don't like running. So <laughs> at least I have something to like look forward to in like, you know, these 15 minutes of hell. <laughs> Dude, so like um, I, I have uh, hardly been like out of the house at all, really. Like I've been to the post office, post office a couple times. And I've been to the store literally once. And like, because like Danny and his girlfriend will go to the store and buy all the food for the house for like forever. And yeah. it's just, so how, like when the quarantine first started, like did, how, how did you, I don't know, like get, like go out. Did you, did you go out a lot or did you stay in like most of the time? We stayed in, I mean, at the start of the quarantine, I was really sick. I got taken off a job I was on because I got so sick. What? Like, it was the, when I flew, I flew out to Portland for that show with Dying For It and to write and stuff. Yeah. And I came back and I was really sick. And I was on a job at the time. And the producer, like, she paid me the rest of the week I was supposed to work. And she's like, I'm not having you on set. 
Whoa. And yeah. So, I mean, like I was, I was working with her in the office and she just took me off the job, but still paid me out for the whole time. That's cool. But like, that was, a, and that was like literally like right after that, right after that week that she took me off, the lockdown started. Oh, uh, damn. But like, it was, I mean, LA has been a lot weirder than a lot of other places. Like anyone who's like seen what we're going through in LA is kind of like, holy shit. It's not like that anywhere else. Like I went to home Depot today. Cause like, <laughs> so I accidentally broke our toilet seat to <laughs> buy a new toilet seat. So I went to Home Depot and it took me like 35 minutes to get into Home Depot because of the line. Like there was a line out the door because they're only letting so many people in at the same time. You have to wear a mask everywhere. Like I go every morning to get Jessica coffee because it's like the only thing I, I do. Yeah. That's, that's my one thing I get to do. I like, <laughs> get to go get her coffee and I'm excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> So I drive through Coffee Bean down the street, and I have to wear a mask at the drive-through. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's they they take this shit seriously out here. It's nuts. Like same thing, like Target. There's like it'll take you about an hour and a half just to get inside a Target. Whoa. There's a line wraps around the entire building. Any grocery store, you have to wait in a line to get into. All our all our aisles are one way. You can what? Go, yeah. It's bonkers. Which is part of the reason why I feel like I'm never going to work again because I live in L.A. where everything is... I mean, like, it's good because I mean, we do live in such a large city. And even if you look at, like, the COVID deaths yeah. in California, like, I want to say it's, like, a little over 2,000. And I want to say three quarters of those are just in Los Angeles. Whoa! Because we're, we're super, super densely populated here. That's true, yeah. So, I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, we have to do that. Because, I mean, right at the start of it, like, it got crazy. I was still working and I had to do some shopping for like um, some craft service stuff. Yeah. For set. And like, I could not find anything and they, it got picked dry of everything. It was crazy. People were fighting in stores. It was nuts. Whoa. So because dude, we have so many people. What the hell, dude? So, we have like so many people around that are all trying to get the same things at the same time. It, it gets nuts. Dude, like, yeah, like it was, it was just, it was just insane to see how people were because, like, I remember when it, like, this first got brought up, brought about, like, oh, the COVID nineteen and all this stuff, and I was just like, okay, well, I don't, this has to be, this will blow over, and then it just kept getting worse and worse, and then yeah. I kept seeing people buy like buying pallets of toilet paper, and yeah. like, dude, it's crazy, because I mean, like it's it's scary when you think about not having it for yourself, you know yeah yeah it, it like it didn't surprise me because it was very much like um when i was when i was locked up we had yeah. a similar <laughs> we had a similar scenario in like the tank <laughs> that i was in in like uh west valley and chino yeah um and like a couple of the inmates had like taken a bunch of toilet paper and we didn't have any and it got crazy in there like it was almost like riot and like the, the guards weren't giving us any more toilet paper they're like figure it out like someone's got all that toilet paper and it got, it got bad for for a couple of days there until it all got worked out for better or for worse. But yeah, like it was just, it's the same kind of logic. Like once someone starts hoarding it and taking a bunch of it, everyone needs it. Yeah, exactly. And, about the future and like, you start thinking about like, well, shit, I, I'm going to have to poop at some point. <laughs> I need to get that toilet paper. Dude. So like, like, okay. The, the, the fact that you said like, uh, the the guards just said figure it out that just it's like wait a minute hold on <laughs> that seems so mind-blowing well, it is i just we figured out <laughs> they what gave the us the, the, the allotted amount of toilet paper and 
Yeah. Wow. What the fuck, dude? That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> dude. <coughs> so, okay. So then besides like, so on it, like, is there anything else? Like, so like you said, like it, it, you almost, it feel like creatively, like almost, I guess, stunted or something like that. Be That's a very intelligent way of saying what I <laughs> I like that better. I feel pretty <laughs> Um, so like it's it, so like is there has have you like watched any like interesting like movies, documentaries, or like stumbled upon anything just because of not like not like I, I guess like making music or like painting or whatever? Like, have has there been anything new in your repertoire? I um, got through all eight Friday the 13th movies in about two days. Wow. Um, I started crocheting, but like right now it's just a, it's a weird like rhombus. <laughs> I thought I was doing it right. And now I know I'm, I wasn't <laughs> like, I thought like in my head, I'm like I'm making a scarf. And then I realized like it started skinnier and it's progressively getting like larger. So it's just like a weird thing um i've been learning magic but that was i started learning magic before quarantine so i've kept on doing that um wait wait, hold on magic like as in like what exactly as in like uh like card tricks things like that like magic oh cool dude that's awesome yeah i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot hell yeah yeah but i've been doing that i was doing started i started doing that before quarantine Oh, okay. then, I'm still like doing it, but it's not as fun because I mean, like Jessica loves it, and like bless her heart, she's so supportive. Yeah, but like I don't want to just keep showing her the same trick while I get better at it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more fun to show it to other people. Like I would learn a new trick. I before quarantine, I would learn a new trick. I would show it to Jessica a couple times, and then I take it to like the office I was working at or on set and like do stuff there. But now it's just like Jessica, you want to see the same trick, and she will say yes, and she'll love it. But it's, just, it's not quite the same. <laughs> that's amazing dude yeah <laughs> and i got like uh i got uh justin willman who does the magic for humans show on netflix what's that i've never heard of that you never watched magic for humans no oh my god watch it on netflix tonight okay man. it's so good it's fantastic but he came out with a magic kit that like benefited covid19 relief oh so cool. i bought that so i've been messing with that a lot which is a lot of fun dude that's Dude, that's that's that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, dude, like, what's funny is that like you made it sound like like it, it legitimately all I imagined you doing was literally only playing Animal Crossing. Like you were just like, okay, like <laughs> like I I was just like, damn, like he is he is. Well, he's I also it. play Overwatch a lot. <laughs> oh, what do you play on? Uh, so I play on PlayStation 4 usually, and I okay. still do. But I also, since like I have that new Switch Lite, uh-huh. and like Jessica likes watching TV because she's still working from home. Like she's working all day still, like 50 hours a week. Damn. And so, like, I, I don't like playing like Overwatch on the TV while she's like working because that's kind of just annoying. Yeah. So, so I bought it again for the Switch. So, I'm on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing that. <laughs> on my little handheld switch and it's great because like it's a different system so like obviously it's starting a new account and like i've been playing overwatch since it came out like i'm not the best but yeah. i'm pretty okay uh-huh. like i'm good enough to like where like 
for the last couple of days since I've been it's it's played me at the levels of people that are similar level as where I started. Yeah. So like it's just super easy and I'm just destroying everyone and it feels really good. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I feel bad, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Dude, I feel like by the end of a quarantine, you you will have rebought almost everything. <laughs> for the switch light, yeah, probably. Dude, I mean, um, because uh uh Danny and Riley for my birthday bought me the switch light and uh and I was I, because before I was like, oh, I, I, I don't need it. Like, I, I don't think I'll even really play it that much or whatever. And uh, and God then they bought. Then what? It's a goddamn game changer. Hey, dude, it seriously is because then they bought me uh, Pokemon Sword with it. And I was like, because I watched Danny play it and I was like, oh, that looks that, that looks cool, but I don't need it. And then they got it. And then literally my birthday, like. I played it all day, all night. And then the next day I played it all day. And yeah. then and it was just so good. And also knowing that this is a brand new video game console and it's in your hands and it's that re- that the high resolution and can, yeah. it's mind blowing. It's beautiful. Have you played uh, Zelda, the, in the breath of the wild? No, I, I've heard it's amazing though. It's so good. Really? It's so good. They also, you can get Skyrim on the Switch as well, dude. I that's I I want to do that just because then I can like, like I feel like I want to buy that before I go on tour again, just because I'm like I get to start a new fucking character on the road. Yeah, my favorite game for a tour is Diablo Three. Like I'll play that until I die. Damn, dude, oh, Danny worships that game. Oh, because it's the best goddamn game. It's fun. It's so good. And like, you can just, I can restart that game forever. Dude, like, I love it. dude, yeah, because like Danny and Garrett would play, like, they would do, uh, like the Paragon levels. And uh, like, well, they were like really high up and they would do, like, uh, what was it? Uh, the hardcore. So once you die, oh, you die. You're dead. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, like, I've, I've heard some pretty mad people. <laughs> coming from uh danny's room and yeah it's because like you work so hard and then you just die and it's just like yeah dude that's fucked up i mean i get it that you know what you're going into but fuck dude that shit sucks terrifying i just started playing streets of rage 4 today and i didn't realize that i couldn't continue (laughs) i was so mad wait streets what wait what is streets Streets of rage 4 yeah yeah you can it's a new game it's like the old ones like on the arcade, like you know, like you're running around the streets and just punching people. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's fantastic. Oh shit, that's cool. It's free with the Xbox Game Pass right now. Oh, dude, that sounds fuck. Okay, because like I always... got super far and then I found out that it doesn't restart. And I was like, oh, it's like the arcade. God damn it. Oh, dude, like you don't even get any continues? No. Well, he's not from what I saw. I kind of rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same thing. I'd be like, "Fuck this, dude! I got so far." Yeah, I'm a rage quitter. Dude, oh, dude, same here, dude. There's, there's like, because, I mean, and then because like sometimes games will do that to me where I'm, I'm playing it and then I've gotten so far and then at one point I'm just like, I- I'll, I'll have to pick it up like two, three months later just because I'll f- have yeah. forgotten how pissed off I was. That's me with like the Dark Souls series. Like I've beaten like I think the most latest the latest one I beat, but it took yeah. me like a year. 
because really? like I kept on rage quitting and I would just get so mad. And then like a month and a half later, I'd be like, all right, where was I? <laughs> and then I'd be for another like month and then I'd like something else. I'm God damn it. And I would <laughs> the controller down and never play it again until like a month later. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. It's what they do to me. Dude. Yeah. Because I, I, I know I did that with some game. I just can't remember. But like, yeah, dude, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like, dude, I'm this isn't nope, nope, I'm done. This is... <laughs> yep. Oh, I lost all my souls and it's like right behind like a huge fucking ogre. And like I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I have to remember where I was. Have you played the Dark Souls games? I started one and then I got the achievement that says get used to this, and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 brutal. What I what I like what I really like about those games though, and like Bloodborne too, which is by the same people, and the uh, Sekiro, which is like their samurai one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all of them are really good. But like, what I really enjoy about them, even though I hate them, and they make <laughs> it, is that like you legitimately like feel like you're leveling up as a player, like oh. not just your character. Like you're just you're legitimately getting better at playing the game. And That's like, cool. It's horrible because you just keep on dying and everything else. But like the first time you take on like a boss that took you like 80 times in a week to beat, you're just like, oh, fuck, like I did that. And it felt like kind of easy and I could do it again. And then like something happens, you end up having to do it again. And it's no problem. Oh, dude, that sounds so cool. So, Damn, like, see, that makes me want to play it. Yeah, if you think about it that way, it's a little bit more bearable, but it, it's it's an experience. That's for sure. Yeah, dude, because I remember uh always watching chris play it like because he's he always said like yo play like demon souls and all this stuff and i was like okay so i i, I know uh chris davis one. yeah chris davis yeah. Oh, yeah and uh what was i gonna say when i uh when he started he he i i watched him play i was watching him play it one day and i was like oh that looks cool and then like just knowing that he's like good at it and i was like oh okay and then i remember it it was free on xbox sometime the first one and i was like oh, i'll start playing it and then i just like i got that achievement and i was like maybe <laughs> oh. i won't play this <laughs> maybe it's a good time to stop can you, <laughs> me, can you give me just one second i pulled out the longest hair of my arm ever and i have to give it to jessica to save with the cat whiskers before i lose it <laughs> hold, hold on <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. Okay, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> so, like, I've had this, like, one hair on my arm yeah. forever that's been growing. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, no joke, like, three inches long. Holy shit. This one hair. And I named him Philip. And we always talk about it. And, like, she saves the cat whiskers. Yeah. In, like, this little jar. And she's like, well, if he ever falls out, you have to give it to me so I can put it with cat whiskers. And that's what just happened while we were doing this podcast. Dude, <laughs> history in the making on here, dude. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> dude. dude, um, so what I've what I want to because like I've been asking like almost everyone that has been on it, but I, I like the, I just like the question in general. It's 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 like almost like a typical one to hear, but um I wanna know your best and your worst show that you have ever played. 
like that, that latino third wave or whatever that 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 was the best story ever like and that to me doesn't even like a bad show <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think if that was the worst show i don't think it was the worst show hmm best show definitely i don't know that's rough it's probably tied for me like the when we, when we opened for bouncing souls in new york like that was unreal that's like, so many like that was just like dream come true because i've been listening to bouncing souls for so long it was just like it was just such a crazy opportunity to get asked to play that you know fuck it like that was like beautiful and i cried a lot but also like there was we did this before that we were on tour we did like our like kind of almost full us and we played in north carolina and it was just like we'd never played in north carolina or anywhere near it i was worried because we were playing kind of late on the bill like we were second to last. Oh wow. It was just like it was it was insane. There was it was like a packed house. It was crazy packed. People went crazy for us. They absolutely loved it. And like it was just like such a good like if it was such a great experience just to feel that. Like holy shit. Like we we just played that. And that was that was people like actually appreciate it. Like Bouncing Souls was fantastic for like bucket list reasons. Yeah. But, like well, at the end of the day, like I don't think anybody who saw us Bouncing Souls remembers us because they yeah, weren't there to stay a while. They were there to see TSOL and Bouncing Souls, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, I think we sold like one shirt, and that's fine. <laughs> like, wow. I, I get it. Dude, that's crazy, though. But I mean, like people don't, like when they go to those shows, they, they bring money for like one shirt, and they're going to get Bouncing Souls or TSOL. Exactly. We're just a weird band, random band <laughs> from, yeah. from California that they never heard of that was opening up that show. <laughs> That's it was insane. Great. Yeah, it was fantastic. But like in North Carolina, like those kids, those people still listen to us and still hit us up randomly. It's just like it was it was a really cool experience. No way, dude. So like yeah. that, uh, that was on your almost. Oh, when was that full U.S.? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> years ago. Time is time is crazy. Time I just realized crazy. that we I've been playing music with Nick for like way over a decade now. And I've been Whoa. vegan over 12 years. I don't know. That's crazy, <laughs> weird. dude. Dude, what the fuck, man? That, yeah. That's that's insane. And and also, like, it's so cool to, like, yeah, like, the bucket list one. But to know that you also have that show that, like, is, like, almost like a normal show. But it, it just. On the complete opposite side of the country. Yeah. And, like. And pe- and like knowing that the people still contact you every now and then is mind blowing, dude. Yeah, that, that has to be one of the most rewarding feelings. It's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. I don't know as far as worst show. Like the third wave Scott Fest was pretty bad, but it was funny. Yeah, and like <laughs> it was when we were first starting, so like it was just kind of more hilarious to me than anything else. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of our like. I generally have fun like every show. I can't think of one that was really like that was the worst experience ever. We did one in we did one in Bar I know what our worst sounding show was. Yeah. We did one in Barstow forever ago. Like as Subvert, and this is when we had another guitar player, two other guitar players, and Nick just sang. Whoa. So Nick was just singing and we had two other guitar players. And one of them, I think, was like on ecstasy or something. <laughs> and like his friends knew that he was on ecstasy, and like he didn't play like 
anything really right that whole set. Yeah. And then, like, randomly, his friends came up on stage and were like, kitties, and started rubbing themselves on him while, like, during our set. And that was, like, not necessarily, like, the most embarrassing moment, but it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this isn't even a show. Like, this is a joke. (laughs) Dude, that sounds like probably the worst show. (laughs) And we've never played Barstow since then. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's insane. Dude, and like because like like it come people coming up like that and doing that like I I've dealt with like a lot of drunk people that would come up and like we just like like just and it's like dude why are you why why are you doing this could you please stop that yeah dude it's so weird and yeah oh dude it's it's a it's a weird experience <laughs> dude that's so awesome man like. <laughs> oh man like i'm I'm seriously gonna like think about that third third wave scott like that's oh, man. it was it was it was comical it was so good like, it was so crazy there's like it's like the beginning the beginning of like being in like subvert was just such an unreal amazing time like i was living in a garage with nick i was living in nick's garage and like just having the time of our lives like one time we did like we played a show at Granite Hills High School. It was like a I forgot what it was. It was randomly it was on a it was sham rock and roll. Oh, nice. It was probably like oh five, oh six. And we played for St. Patrick's Day. And I thought it'd be hilarious to have us an Irish accent the whole day, and I did it. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and there was this band there, and they completely believed that I was actually Irish. <laughs> And they thought it yeah. was the coolest thing that there was a band in the desert with an Irish trumpet player. <laughs> and like I like I want to say like six months later, they booked us on a show and were heartbroken that I was not actually Irish. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> so <laughs> it's just such an experience. <laughs> Dude. Oh. <laughs> Dude, see, like this is this is my favorite thing, is that like like I've I've never gotten the, the the chance to ever sit down and talk with you like 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 legitimately or anything and like yeah and and like I feel like doing all of the like talking like all this stuff I feel like it wouldn't have almost come up organically in in like a normal conversation because like normally like when we're hanging out it's just like I don't know we're just like mo- actually I don't think I've only hung out with you almost only at shows i'm pretty sure i think so yeah we and like we've never actually i don't think we've ever actually like talked one-on-one together no exactly danny like we did that tour with where danny came with us and i got a lot of danny time but that's about it yeah dude so like that's what i that's what i like about this is that like i've learned things like i've i've you've told me things that i would have i would have never technically probably known unless like this happened so like i feel like to, to me like this podcast is just it's like just me, me meeting my friends. <laughs> That's a really cool way to say that. <laughs> I like that. You yeah, just like you... meeting your friends and really just, it's kind of just it's honestly it's so nice and like these crazy ass times like this is so far been like my favorite experience of quarantine. <laughs> so nice yeah. Talk to a human being for a long time. Dude, <laughs> dude it's it's true because like uh uh, I, I've said this on multiple other episodes, but I was talking to Mike Teal about like, 
um, about like he said he's been answering phone calls a lot more recently. And to me, like just because like I've also said, like, it seems like such a dead format to, to like, talk to people. It's only texting or messaging on like Instagram or fucking anything that you can message on. Yeah. And, and then he said he's been talking to people a lot more. And I was like, oh, shit. So, like, I guess this is my version of it. And like. I get to like, like I said, talk to my friends and I get to know them better. And like, because like, like, I feel like no matter what you and I were already like close, no matter what, like, well, of course, when we first started talking, like it was like, we we were just like fucking around. And then it was just like, Oh yeah, my name is. And then, yeah. Yeah. And so like now, like I, even though I feel like our friendship was already like great and like this, this could like elevate it where I, like now, like I know you better. And it's to me, it, it, to me, it makes it feel so much like cooler. It's awesome. It's really nice. Like this is, this is, this is, this is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's just selfishly. I mean like the podcast, whatever people listening, fuck you. Like this is great for me. <laughs> Dude, exactly. <laughs> it's nice. I'm about to start a podcast now. What do you say you're sponsored by Anchor? I listened to a couple of them. Uh, Anchor.fm. Yes. I'm just going to start a podcast to talk to people. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I feel like everyone should have one. Like it's, 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 it's such a, it's such a freeing experience. And like, and like I said, you get to learn things and then it's recorded. And a lot of like, I feel like all of our friends will probably listen to this just because it's, it's, it's you talking about like random shit. And it's, I don't know, man. It's to me, I I love hearing people talk, and I love talking. Clearly, I've I've done this, but you've like, always been like honestly, like when I because I listen to like every episode of Words in Rooms. Oh yeah, and like I mean, whenever you were interviewing someone, like when you were personally were talking to a guest, like it always was. I always felt like, man, Josh should just interview people. Like that should be his job. Like you're so good at like talking to people and getting things out of them. It's fantastic. Oh, that's cool dude like i i haven't heard that and like that's so that makes me feel so happy <laughs> it's true like you're just you're really good at talking to people at least in like this podcast format that we're like listening to those like episodes of the podcast is like man like he's really getting a lot out of these people like even like people i know i'm like oh man i'm learning stuff because like the way he's like that one he did with mike teal like it was fantastic Oh, dude, that's oh, that's so cool, man. That's oh, that that sounds so. That's that's awesome, man. You're awesome, man. Get out of here. You get out of here. But you, you know what? What I what I'm gonna do right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna probably I'm gonna end this. But right, what what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say a fake goodbye, and then I'm gonna end it, and then we're gonna talk after this. Okay, deal. So I like what I always ask anyone, like, which I always say, like, it's kind of awkward. It's not awkward. It's kind of weird saying it just because it's during quarantine, quarantine. But do you have anything to plug? Um, You should watch Magic for Humans on Netflix, man. It's great. (laughs) Um, You can find uh, Stay Wild stuff on Spotify and all that good stuff. Uh, Dying for it as well. Uh, Dying for it's on Spotify. Dying for Sky. We got two records. Um, uh, working on a new one. Uh, Ricky's having a baby, and then once they have the baby, we're just gonna bring it on tour with us, obviously. <laughs> Dude, yes. And, um, yeah. Stay a while. Hopefully, we'll have some stuff going eventually. And if that happens, you should come to that. We're like sitting on a full length record that's almost done. Just once we get the money to finish that, that'll be out probably, maybe. Um, I can't wait. Listen to Cell Damage. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't. I wish I had more stuff to plug. Dude, like like I said, it's. Uh, I feel like it's such a oh like a a weird question to ask since it's been like so quarantined because most of the time it's gonna be like yeah we have a show next weekend or like yeah. in a, in a month we're gonna be on tour for two weeks or something but like yeah. I, I always feel like I want to ask it just in case someone has something else right well I mean right now you never know because everyone's got these YouTube channels and TikToks and, and things <laughs> like that so I mean they could be plugging that and getting famous from it. That's I'm just true. trying to learn magic, and once I feel comfortable enough in magic, you guys should follow me on my magic career. Dude, fuck yes. <laughs> I want to do a magic set at a show. I want to do a magic set at a festival is my goal. Fuck, like, at dude. Best in Florida, we, me and Jessica go every year, and like they have a comedian section, and I want to do a magic like 15 minutes at Fest. Dude. Not this year, but next year is my goal. Do it. That would be fucking insane. Right? It'd be great. Dude, like, like, <laughs> dude, I would just love to like because I would love at that point. Once you have done that, I'm gonna. I I would love to put like professional magician. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, would be fantastic. That'd be so fucking sick, dude. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd okay, be well, dude, I'm gonna say uh, fake goodbye, and then I will talk to you in literally right now. Fake goodbye. Bye. Jahaya, Jahaya is one of the best humans on this planet he's always super happy and always super nice it's been that way ever since the day i met him like we went over that that conversation of when we first met and it was so fucking natural and then literally like 10 20 minutes after into it it's like oh yeah my name's josh and my name's Jai. it was fucking sick but uh this episode was again fun like i say every episode is insanely fun but it's just so awesome. Like I told him after the podcast that like I have so many friends that I don't really know that well. Like I feel like I know them because I've I've played a lot of shows with them or done something along those lines and I've hung out with them at the shows, but I've never had that one-on-one talk and being able to sit down with Jahai was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's been a long time over uh it's a long time coming for him to come on a podcast that I like not I've been doing but like uh that like words in rooms or food cast we've been wanting that forever and now it's finally happened which is fucking awesome he is one of the coolest people ever please check out stay wild and dying for it both bands are fucking ridiculous you will not be disappointed and uh I can't wait for both of their new music I I love those bands they're so fucking sick but Jahaya I love you thank you so much for coming on and it it definitely won't be the last time it's easily gonna be like it has to be normal because you're like the coolest person ever and i just i hope that everyone is staying safe during quarantine hope even if you're listening to this when it's not quarantine i hope you're staying safe being normal doing whatever you're doing and uh whenever you're whenever you're consuming this may it be at dinner lunch brunch you know i've already made this joke so hey there we go. Two, the second time's a charm, right? That's how it's said. Nope. But um, yeah, I hope you guys all have a good whatever time you're listening to this. And uh, I will talk to you later. Bye.